Pretzels would like to apologize to David Bowie and Bing Crosby and their families. Uh, the cat agrees. Right. Big pretzel agrees. Uh, jury's out on what SNL's Mike Myers thinks. He's a little busy at the moment. But, uh, yeah. Pretzels just wants to say to two legendary artists and the families they left behind. Thank you. You're dead. <laughs> Uh, wait, are you saying that to the artist or or to the family? Like, because if you say it to the families, it's a bit of a threat. Like, you're dead, family no, of David. No, to the Duncan artist. Jones, you're dead. To the artist. To, to the, the artist. artist. Like, in case you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. And if you have not been yet made aware, allow me to do you the favor, my gentlemen. You, you're in dead. fact, are dead. <laughs> Welcome, 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 nerds and nerdettes. Welcome, obscurials of all shapes and flavors. You're listening to the, the Nerd, Nerd Obscurial Podcast. Christmas edition. It's a holiday special. Fuck Zach Braff. Hi, I'm Eric. And the Oklahoma kid is roasting on an open fire. Nice. Mm-hmm. This is a totally own brand kind of thing. We're doing... All different content. I mean, a lot of similarities, a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to have our lists like we usually spin. have. But a special it's, spin it's, on we, stuff. It's all holiday themed. It's all – we're taking the list and we're doing it all tonight. We're doing a couple lists. We're doing so many lists tonight. And it's yep. all going to be wham, bam, a lot of lists. thank you, ma'am, fast and furious, not a lot of pontification. And it's going to be fun. And it's going to be Christmassy. It's going to be Christmassy. All the little Christmas games. Jingle the bell. Fun cheer. It's just over, stimulus overload. That is Christmas. St- having a kid now, I really get that that is actually the spirit of Christmas. is stimulation overload. That's kind of true. So that's going to be our Christmas special. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. That's, that's <laughs> you know, my wife. Because <laughs> her favorite thing is Disneyland yeah. at Christmas. Uh, and it's just like, you want, oh yeah, you've got man. everything already going on yeah. in Disneyland. And then you add in like the most extravagant Christmas lights display ever, you know, and Would, it's just, she just turns into a little kid and just like, Ooh, wouldn't lights. it be so funny if they had like, and that is how she talks, solitary confinement in Disneyland for like detoxing the stimulation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we need you to have in the They have a come down room. We're going to do something similar to our lightning round. I'm just going to explain stuff and lay, lay groundwork here. But Instead of it being just like questions that we have formulated, the idea is that we're going to mess with the algorithm of Google. We're going to take something Christmassy, 
put it in a Google search and see what the predictive the autofill autofill yeah. would be. Three are true, one you made up. Yep. Find the imposter. Exactly. Find the one made up. Yeah, that's going to be our contest for winning the outro. And why don't we just lay out the whole format so we don't have to talk about it later. All right. Um, that, so that's going to be our first segment. Our second segment, we're going to do – Oklahoma, you take this over. This is your baby. I've got a little uh, – No spoilers. Christmas trivia challenge surprise for you. Number three, originally the thought was when we were putting on the producer hats. Do the uh, best. We're doing the best, best songs. Favorite Christmas songs. B- favorite Christmas songs. Best Christmas songs. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, what if we did a fun little segment where we did the worst Christmas songs too? Kind of have a little contrast. Mm. And then we started getting into the worst ones and like, oh, that's that's the jackpot right there. Yeah. <laughs> the the ones you – yeah, the best ones, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's a this good song. This is awesome. Right. Yeah. No, no. And so, then the worst ones, you can talk about what the fuck is going on here. You so know? this is rapid fire on the best list and then we're gonna get a little bit deeper into the worst list and we're gonna we're gonna directed by Luke Warren nice also I have noticed we do have an explicit sign on our stuff yes and so you know when we start talking about maybe how Santa Claus isn't real it's oh you're very angry about a little caveat <laughs> so we may reveal the fact that Santa Claus isn't real. That you know of. Or this is an adult thing, adult Christmas, not uh, – your kids shouldn't be listening to this anyways. No, so we are yeah. not We yeah. are not <laughs> going to be any less the biggest obnoxious thing. and right. so, uh, vulgar right. just because it's Christmas. So, yes, yeah, Santa is not real and hail Cthulhu. Hey, who do you think delivers all those presents? Do you think Santa <laughs> – some dude, fat dude in a sleigh gets everywhere to deliver dude, these things. Cthulhu is a multi-dimensional I god. Would watch Who that, else? I would watch that holiday special where Cthulhu is delivering all the, the presents. presents of Christmas. Oh, you mean the truth? A documentary? You a, want to see a documentary the, about the, the documentary, truth documentary, Christmas? The documentary, whatever it may be. <laughs> okay, we're digressing. Sensory overload. We got a lot to do. Let's get to a joiner, and we'll see you with the modified lightning round on the other side, guys. I called it the Google challenge. The Google challenge. Doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> Something that sounds really bad. It's not, it's not great. It's, yeah. It sounds like a way that um, – It's hard to put your finger on what, but it definitely does Herpes got around in high school, <laughs> you know? The Google challenge. The Google challenge. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the other side, guys. So Oklahoma here for the the viewers at home has got one of those not a scrunchie what would you call this headbands headband. yeah a headband that has little antlers and deer ears and Christmas lights that will have a LED function that light up and uh, if they were going a couple strokes faster could probably give a seizure that's the goal the goal is seizures. It's always the goal. <laughs> okay, gang. Uh, we're trying out a Christmas-themed Google challenge. 
So, yeah, we found out later that we kind of had a different comprehension of how this worked. I went all question-based. Oklahoma went all keyword-based. I went, yeah, keyword So mine are all questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many Christmas trees is the question. Your choices are A, are sold per acre. B, grow per acre. C, is too many. Or D, are at the North Pole. D. D, are at the North Pole is correct. Yeah, you know someone has definitely had to Google how many Christmas trees is too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was us. Question number two. When do reindeer A, sleep, B, eat, C, breed, D, antlers fall off? Eat. It's actually breed. Why does Christmas A, make me cry, B, have 12 days, C, exist, D, cactus drops off, drops leaves. So you have to think of that as a whole sentence. Yeah, Why does Christmas cactus drops leaves? C. It's actually B, have 12 days. Oh. How long has Christmas been a holiday? A. How long has Christmas included Santa Claus? B. Okay. How long has the Grinch hated Christmas? Is C. And then how long has TBS played a Christmas story? Is D. A. It would be included Ooh. Santa Claus. Diane, I thought about that one. Number five. What does Christmas, A, celebrate? B, what day does Christmas fall on this year? C, what does Christmas smell like? D, what does Christmas do to depression? A. No, it was D, do to depression. Oh. Number six, why does Santa Claus, A, make my kid cry? B, have a big sack? C, touch his nose? Or D, Come down the chimney. Have a big sack. No, it's actually make my kid cry. Really? I would have been sure someone had to Google that. I know, right? All right. So you only need... <laughs> I only need two. You only need only two. Only need two. All right. Yeah, I did mine as like finish this sentence. So number one is candy cane flavored liqueur, coffee, chapstick, vape juice. Liqueur, coffee, chapstick, liqueur. vape juice. Congratulations, you're halfway I've tied, okay. All right. Number two, elves making. Elves making shoes. Elves making presents. Elves making love. Elves making Hershey kisses. Shoes. No, are you throwing um, it on purpose? No, of course not. No, the it, other ones, it making, love. making love. Oh, God damn, it seemed fun. so obvious, though. <laughs> it seemed so obvious, like, that it would have to be that because, like, that is so ridiculous. All right, number three, the Grinch gets the Grinch gets an idea, arrested, a girlfriend, an onion. I'm gonna say onion. No. Okay. I Why would added, that even be? I added a girlfriend. I can and I I didn't actually go get to uh, no I know searching what what people were looking for when they said Grinch gets an that, onion. See, that so, would that one remains a holiday mystery. So. Tune in next year when we dedicate the whole holiday special to figuring that one out. (laughs) Number four, Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus costume, cookie recipe, phone number, blow mold. Blow mold? Blow mold. Can I get a country of origin? America. What the fuck is a blow mold? I've never heard of blow mold in my goddamn life. 
I'm not gonna tell you the answer, dumbass. You can tell me what the fuck a blow mold is. I don't that know. That might give it away. Would it give it away? I don't know. I'm not telling you because you that might. Give what it were away. the other options? All right, Mrs. Claus costume, Mrs. Claus cookie recipe, Mrs. Claus phone number, Mrs. Claus blow mold. I'm gonna feel so stupid that I. Didn't take the bait on the elf making love thing, but I did take the bait on this one, but I'm going to say blow mold. No, blow molds are real. What the fuck is a blow mold? A blow mold. Uh, so it's one of those lawn decorations you can have. So there's like the inflatables. Oh, Jesus There's like Christ. the wire I know, I get it. Blow molds are like the hollow plastic God ones. Damn. They basically like what they're blown the real glass, answer? but with what, plastic. It was colors. telephone number? The fake one was cookie recipe. So, God, yeah, people think... are trying to get Mrs. Claus' phone number. <laughs> but I would think that, like, the cookie recipe would be, like, some Midwestern would have been, like, Mrs. Claus' cookie recipe and have this good cookies. Oh, I'm there. sure someone – I'm sure there's plenty of – I'm sure there's plenty of women in the I Midwest know. who have, like, I have a Mrs. Claus' cookie recipe. Right. But no one's Googling it. Snow sculpture of – so snow sculpture of. Blank. Right, right. The Lincoln Memorial, Batman, Bernie Sanders, Josh Allen. I feel like it's either Bernie Sanders or Josh Allen. I'm going to say Josh Allen. Nope. Uh, people did uh, search. It was the third most searched. These ones, there were only three that came up, really. And uh, it was these. Lincoln Memorial, number one. Bernie Sanders, number two. Josh Allen, number three. Yeah, I don't know who the uh, fuck Josh Allen is. Uh, he's quarterback for, the, I think, the Bills. He's a quarterback. Batman was the one that I added in there. Right. Yes. So, to see if this is a tie game or not, or if you can pull away here, Santa knows. Santa knows what's up. Santa knows karate. Santa knows your secrets. Santa knows you're a perv. What's up? God damn it. No. Uh, Santa Knows What's Up was the number one search thing. Santa Knows Karate. Apparently there's a novelty song. Right. That makes that. sense. And then Santa Knows Your Secrets also came up in there. So You're a Perv is the one. Santa Knows You're a Perv is the one I yeah, I guess not everyone has the self-loathing that I do. Exactly. Because that's what I would assume would be searched. So we tied. Dude, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're doing Christmas. Exactly. Let's share the outro. And we're going to share the outro. It'll be our first shared outro. It's the giving spirit. It's Gift of the Magi right here. All right. We're going to do Gift of the Magi, gang. I think this is a really good idea. We're both going to hate ourselves for it. But it's Christmas. It's Christmas. You're supposed to hate yourself. <laughs> but we hate ourselves together. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's about togetherness, folks. Let the century overload continue. We'll have a joiner. And we'll be back with more challenges with more challenges okay we're back let's continue the stimulation overload with a challenge please oklahoma define what the baby
So, just like Rudolph had to prove that he could man up to the other eight reindeer, I have eight challenges for you to prove yourself against. What, so, what are the stakes? Again? Nothing. Pride. Pride. And, and your survival. In the reindeer games. In the reindeer games. Who? Oh, I thought I'd said it pretty clearly. Who, who, who will die? Who will live? Who will rise a champion? I, that's, it's, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You'll either die or you'll rise a champion. <laughs> I was going to say. First reindeer game. Well, let me gather up my dignity. <laughs> Directed by Luke Warm. <laughs> Directed by Luke Warm, friend of the show. Friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> we'll uh, take a little joiner and we'll be back on the other side with the best Christmas songs of all time. Welcome back. We we talked about this at the beginning, right? The, the best song? Yes. Okay. So, simulation overload. Let's just get into it. Go for it. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. This song, it's a, a very fun song. It yeah. makes me feel happy every time I listen to it. And it's one of those, which is such a rare thing with Christmas songs, where you listen to these same Christmas songs over and over and over again. And I don't get tired of that one at all. And I just, it's always like fun. And it's always like you get a little shimmy in your step. Catchy. It's catchy. It's like, I, I like the bilingual aspect. It's such a little sweet hook for the chorus. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Like, I love that. Yeah. So that's that's one of the best Christmas songs, in my opinion. All right. That's, that's my number four. Oklahoma, what you got? So my first pick for best, and I'm going like you in reverse order. Building sure. Up. This one is a song that's been controversial. It is a song that's got some, some shit going on. So that, there's a version, and if you're my age or older, this is probably the one that you grew up with as, like, the version, you right. know? And this is uh, – it's Sammy Davis Jr. and – Carmen McRae. Co- yes, thank you. Carmen McRae. No, that is the version, and that – I've got to go but away. But, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been – hoping been that you drop it. So very nice. I'll hold your hands there. Just like my mother will.
we've talked about this before, but like whatever you want to say about the ickiness of the content being sung musically musically it's a, it's a oh, well it's done killer great man it's jazz so too. good you know jazz, so pop jazz good the, the the give and take between the call and response like mm-hmm. it's got a fun little swagger to yeah the music that's really great there's also a really good version i want to play this is a version that uh, younger people might be more familiar with though because it's from the movie elf with oh. uh, will ferrell so this is uh, Zoe Deschanel, who starred in the movie, yeah. uh, doing it with a cat named Leon Redbone. I really can't but stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been very nice. So I think that is also a really good version. I mean, the guy's voice is great. Uh, you know, she's adorable. Um, but this is not the role change version because she did that too, and that makes she, it a little bit more palatable. The, she did, yes. Yeah. Um, her her band that she has with a, a fellow named Immord called She and Him, uh, they did it with with the kind of the roles swapped. I actually don't like it musically. They kind of speed it up, and it loses, like I said. Musically, it's got that kind of swagger, the way it's written. Right. You know? And when they sped it up like that, it kind of lost that. It lost that jazzy cool yeah. to it. So I wasn't as crazy about it. I like This version is a little more classic. And then, like you said, yeah, they one thing people often do is they reverse the roles. Well, but it does. That's why um, it makes it a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the date rapey thing about goes it goes away. Yeah. You know. With the role reversal, so this might be my choice for maybe, like, best, not necessarily like it's a bet as good musically as the Sammy Davis Jr. Because, I mean, f- you're not going to fucking top Sammy Davis Jr. and, and uh, sure. M- McRae. Carmen McRae. Yeah. Correct. But I do think this is a really good one, and this this is the, the best gender swap one I've heard. This is the Lady Gaga version, and I think it is the best one to do it with the roles reversed. Nice. And it's her and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's from a Muppets Christmas special from a few years back. Nice. So. Oh, So I think that's a really good version as well. So a dude named Frank Lesser uh, in in the 40s, he write, it wrote this song. Uh, him and his wife, Lynn Garland, as a little skit to perform at their housewarming party that yeah. they were having with all their other like musician and actor and artist friends and whatnot. So they had this little skit they played. So originally, it's between a guy and his wife. Really, yeah. Uh, playing this little, doing this little musical routine, and they, they, they start kept their friends. Kept, every time they went to a party, their friends were like, "Do the thing, do the thing." Um, and eventually, uh, one of them who was a movie producer was like, "We got to put this in a movie." 
And so they did. And it's the funny thing is not a Christmas movie. Um, it's a romantic comedy. It has like nothing to do, like nothing yeah, to do with Christmas. Right. Uh, it's a romantic comedy with a lot of like um, almost kind of like like a Shakespeare comedy where it's a lot of mistaken identity. Yeah. Like this per character thinks they're talking to this character, but they're actually talking to this other one, and they think that they're them. And even in, and the fun interesting thing is in that movie where it first debuted publicly. They do it both ways. The first time with the guy singing the baby, it's cold outside, what we think of as the male role. Then at the end of the movie, two other characters do it, and the girl is doing the, but baby, it's cold outside, doing the, hey, stay. And it, and it says, according to Wikipedia, the if you actually like look at the sheet music for it, it actually never says like male voice, female voice, whatever. It, right. It calls them the two parts. It calls it host and guest. Oh. So the person trying to get the other one to stay. Yeah. It doesn't make any specification. It doesn't say it, like I said because when they did it in this movie, they did both versions. It's about context. You look at that song, like you write, look at, read the lyrics, right? You like look at how that song is, and you you can definitely see like this is a lot. This could definitely be a guy trying to you know bully a woman into sex. But then you put it in, you have the song performed. It's like something they talk about on How I Met Your Mother. And it's the idea that two people are in love and one makes a big romantic gesture that's really charming and sweet and touching. Two people went on one blind date and the other one makes a huge romantic gesture. You start wondering, do I need a restraining order? Right, right. You know? And it's like, that's the thing. The song, when you look at the song out of the context of it in actual performance... Yeah, it's like, whoa, what the fuck? It's, it's, let's get a restraining order. But when you have two people who do the song well, it's really not just that you're doing the song. It's, it's this little scene. It's a little skit. Right. A musical number, you know, with a story to it. If you're not witnessing the chemistry between the two singers, then yet, then the song is, you know, a stalker. When you're hearing it sung and you're hearing the chemistry between the two singers, there's almost a playful way. You know, like I said, it started as this little kind of comedic skit with this guy and his wife. So I feel like if you do it right, it's this flirtation back and forth. I I almost feel like when it's done well with real chemistry between the singers, she's already decided she's going to stay. She is kind of teasing him. Like I said, the key... like. It's really just them being playful and flirty with each other. It's a very sweet, romantic thing. All right, what you got? So this is – I'm going to go to the very kid place of, for me and Christmas and what makes me feel – whereas Feliz Navidad makes you just feel like happy. Like this makes me get that nostalgia, feel yeah. like a little kid. Right. This Again, one takes you back. This one's from your This particular, because that's, uh, and I'm going to screw up the names because I'm terrible at pronunciation, but Vince Guaraldi? What's really great is that he has a lot of instrumental stuff, and when mm. you just listen to that bass, piano, and drum of that, it's such a good, and it, it, it's got that uh, Linus feel, I like to call yeah. it, of that like, kind of like sophistication while going under the guise of kid kind of you know thing. It feels like old soul, but also young and innocent. Yeah, and I can definitely see that, yeah. That's my jam, man. That's, that's definitely... 
there's other things that like I had to make way to make sure this was on the list. Yeah. And I, actually, I probably should have put it higher, but no. And it's got that nostalgia factor, like you said, being from Charlie Brown. And it, it's it's very much that's me being a little kid. All right, so this is one interestingly enough also reminds me of being a kid, because uh, they I remember when I was young they had a um, claymation Christmas special that they would show, uh, like with the California raisins and all that, and it's Carol of the Bells. And they actually had it like where it was like the bells were all set up like a chorus that was gonna sing, and then they were ringing themselves. Okay. And I always and there was this claymation cartoon of that, and I always remembered that. So that's the one I remember. I actually saw there was. Um, I, I I will say it is an amazing piece of music. Yeah. It really is. I did uh, hear, hear very this. clever, very. Um... This is kind of cool. This is a. Uh, uh, it's a violinist named Lindsay Sterling. Uh, she does a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, very talented. Uh, and this this kind of it's got a mix of like electro pop with some heavy rock, um, and then you got you know it's all violin, so you get the that classical sound. I just like kind of like the way she plays on it too. I think it works really well on the violin. I think it's a good instrument for it, you know. I'm saying, and I'm not saying that this is like the best version out there. I mean, like, I didn't do a huge amount of research into finding like the best version. I'm sure like there's a bunch of people who've and symphonies who've done it and different. I just think it's a it's a good version. It's it's doing something cool with it that that I that I just happen to know of. I'm like, this is one I I can recall off the top of my head is a good example of it. You know. Yeah. Again, more like Linus, like sophisticated, mm-hmm. like uh, it's supposed to be little kid stuff, but this is actually pretty uh Well, I mean, cool originally, I mean, like the traditional Christmas music is religious. Right. You know, right. Like, they're all hymns and shit written by Bach and stuff. You know. Right. Yeah. And so it has that, a little bit more of that sophistication, but also though, it's a little bit universal. It's a little mm. bit like you can. There's nothing in it. That you can be a. You can still like the song. (laughs) Thank you, cats. You can be non-Christian and still appreciate that song. Yeah, it can just kind of be a you know wintry sounding. Right. Kind of I don't know how a song sounds wintry particularly, but you know it does. I think that's part of the. a burden of the composer as a if if you find a composition that makes you feel wintry 
yeah. you know, that's, that's a testament that's a to the writing. Yeah. Okay, in my mind, this is one, my top top is, is very particular to a certain artist because they just knocked it out of the park and it's just like my favorite. This one is like the Carol Bells mm-hmm. where it's just a good written piece of music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the original, mm-hmm. which was, well, original. The the first time really it came into public notice, at least, was Judy Garland's rendition. No, it's the original. I think, uh, well, Judy Garland, write it. Write it well, know. no, it was it was written for a movie. But uh, that, that, that's what I mean by and it, she was the one who original. Sung it. I have a, a little bit of trouble. She is the original using. recording artist. The original recording artist. She's not it. the songwriter. Absolutely. But she's the original recording artist. There we go. Frank Sinatra has a pretty damn good rendition. And again, something with uh, me, well, Christmas and the crooners and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's it's hard to screw this one up. Yeah. When sure. it comes down to it, it's such a well written piece of music. That song for me is like Hey Jude. It's such a well-crafted piece of music that unless you're really god-awful, it's really hard to screw up. Like, it's already got such a good foundation to it. Yes. It doesn't need a lot on top of it. Yeah. So that's why, like, the cover version for me was the one that you... I'm sorry, the cover. The original version. Yeah. People take the covers and do a lot with that, but, like... That is such a tight, solid piece that really... It's hard to screw up, and, yeah. then, and then you have someone as talented as Judy Garland doing it, and it's like... You can't yeah. miss. Like, it's right. a, that's a no-brainer. Right. A, this is another one. Is another kid's one for me. Scooter? Yes, ma'am. Gonzo? Check. Roger? Yes, Miss Biggie. This is what we're going to sing. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Nice. Please do put the penny in the old man's hat. from John Denver and the Muppets a Christmas special what's the title of the song? Christmas is Coming and apparently it's a traditional uh, like it doesn't have an original composer it's just a traditional song but yeah that me and my brothers played the shit out of that yeah. Muppets holiday record every year you know mm. that is the sound of growing up Christmas growing up is hearing that and I let, that's a good one because it's kind of very playful like they get to uh be you know funny the way the Muppets are supposed to be funny in that one, and it's got like a cool Islander almost kind of yeah you know a little, little bit reggae uh, yeah not maybe not, not reggae, reggae but, but reggae like time. somewhere somewhere in that Islander theme, yeah you know um, Calypso Calypso maybe? closer than reggae for yeah. sure they didn't have steel drums on it but they could have 
just like everything here, it's all about nostalgia factor and all that kind of stuff too. But it's a very good song. It's a very solid yeah. song. I don't have a lot in my lexicon of renditions of it. You know what I mean? Um, no, but yeah, it's, it is a traditional song. No, no, no exactly. I, I, I trust you, Oklahoma. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to. Well, for all I know, it's a, for all I know, maybe it's a British thing. Sure, sure. You know, it could be something like you know, or if. If we were like French, we'd be like, oh yeah, we know this shit. Christmas is coming. I like that in your envisioning of the French, they're different, but not different enough to have their own language songs. <laughs> they're still choosing an English song, but yeah. not the one we're I assume to. everything they sing is in English. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring her on home for me. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir There is a line in it And so I'm offering simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two although it's been said many times many ways Merry Christmas to I love that line I think that it's a really solid line. No, that's another one where it's just like it's also like just such a it's such a solid song in and of itself. It's uh, like Nat it's, King it, Cole. You'd have to really fuck it up to fuck it up, and then you put Nat King Cole, the, that one of the greatest of, of all time, singing it. It's like it, him it, and Billie Holiday, like when their voice comes out, and then you get those strings behind them. It just fucking puts me to pieces. Like mm-hmm. that's the best. He's such a rich, awesome voice, and it's a really well done song too. All the little jazz chords oh, yeah. behind the, you know, those those stepping jazz chords that go in between one part of the measure and the other. It just adds so much richness. It's just such a beautiful fucking song. Oh yeah, and, extremely well written. And whereas I think my last choice would have been the best Christmas song because that song embodies Christmas the most. Mm-hmm. That's the best song. That's a Christmas song. You know what I mean? Like it's not the best song that represents Christmas. It's like of all the Christmas songs ever made, <laughs> that is the benchmark. You're never gonna that guy no matter how talented and good you are for writing christmas stuff but you know what oklahoma you're gonna prove me wrong because you got your choice and i know it's not that i humbly offer as a counter argument you're a monster mr grinch your heart's an empty hole your brain is full of spiders you've got garlic in your soul mr grinch i wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole you're a vile it's got pageantry like the knowing where to be in musically for the right 
hooks. Um, I'm not going to dispute you. I it's think it's a everything. fair. It's got everything. You've got that jazziness, that classic yeah. uh, sound, but it's not just straight like jazz. It's like got the orchestration in there too. Uh, it's got the nostalgia factor because who doesn't you know love watching the Grinch when you're going hell I, we still watch it every damn year. I have uh, to say though I, I want to point out though because you know all art is subjective and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I do want to point out that like of course it is for Oklahoma because Oklahoma when we were talking about the best ones there were some choices off of Nightmare Before Christmas. Was like, no, that's actually a Halloween song. Like, in his soul, Oklahoma is Halloween, where Christmas happens at the same time. But, like, that's so, like... Oh, yeah, Halloween is my... That's the, my number one. The Grinch song, that one has got a little bit of darkness Halloween and Halloween-y it. to it. It's you know what I mean? It's got a little there. bit of... It's a, got funny in there. Yeah. There's it's a little bit of got, pepper in that but it gumbo. Teaches you, teaches you the meaning of Christmas. No, absolutely. It, no, it's a... Being taught it's, not it's, to be a Grinch. I am not going to disagree it's at all. It's got it all. And it is something that, like, I'm Even glad you brought it up because definitely it's it needs to be up there. Yeah. For sure needs to be up there. It is great. I also... We should also mention, you know, I... I all I picked songs that would at least be like you know had national exposure. Yeah. But if like it, if it comes down to it, I also could have made a a list a full eight and a half list of best Christmas songs, just composed of the Yule Logs. We we always do eight and a half, right? We're did we're doubling down for Christmas. We're doing the best now. We're gonna do the worst later. So our half, very judiciously agreed upon is the song what are you doing new year's eve and in particular there's a version that we both really enjoy and these are some really great musicians i'd like to get more exposure for so the half and it's technically not a christmas song which is why it's the half it's why it's the half but it's such a good song a good good song
go out and support the Yule Logs because they're one of the most amazing Christmas bands ever and they have that great version and everybody else you know I wanted to give Nat King Cole his flowers and Judy Garland and all that mm. but that one Rufus Wainwright does have a kicking version of that one Rufus Wainwright does have a very classy like stylish version yeah, yeah on the solo piano but I feel like this one gets the soul of it you know oh yeah I mean? no, this one's great because it's got yeah. like a little bit of a a little bit of a punky kind of thing yeah. to it. I think the they tight treat... harmonies to it. It it feel it it really captures the feel. Like Rufus Wainwright's version is great, but it feels like that's the song when it's like it's only about thirty minutes till sun up. Yeah. And there's three people awake at the still awake at the New well, Year's Eve party. That captures like it's midnight, the ball just dropped. Boom. I'm going to go a step further and kind of get a little bit more gearhead on it. I think that they are the only one that's cracked the the mystery of the bridge with that song. Like, they make it work really good. And even Rufus's version, it feels a little strange and clunky. Whereas uh-huh. they, like, get into this thing where it, it sounds natural that it's yeah. there. And then it comes right back in. It's almost like, okay, you got a moment to take a break, and we're back. You know what I mean? Like, they get that where I've never heard any other version able to do that. And that's just like a music nerdy kind of observation. So yeah. I know a lot of people wouldn't get that. But yeah, in a technical aspect, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, they did a great arrangement of it, yeah. Uh, hey. But yeah, Yule Logs, they are a, a Christmas band. Right. The hardest working band in snow business. There you go. Uh, you can find them at yulelogsmusic.com. There you go. Y-U-L-E-L-O-G-S music. But you should definitely check them out. They are a great group of guys who do some amazing stuff. If you get a chance. Like very kind of like kind of Beatles-y to the Ramones-y kind of. It's hard um, to describe. Give it a rock goog. Rock and roll-ish. Give it a Christmas. goog. They're it's, out there. Yeah, they are. They, are, they do it. The Three Wise Men they do is great. They have some great originals too, and I really. Oh yeah, no. I really debated whether some of those should be included. I thought about putting Hey Jake and Christmas on my list. Wanna 
Well, and they have some really good Hanukkah songs too. Which we're just going Christmas here. I thought about one of those um, too. Yeah. You know, in Halloween, I think can be its own episodes because we both have a great love for Halloween. I almost included Adam Sandler honorable mention. Adam Sandler's Turkey Song, which I think giving song, which I think is a fun one. Uh, but anyways. We have a whole other list to get through, yes. so we need to we need to give ourselves a little joiner here and uh, get to the worst. Welcome back. This is the second part of our Christmas special list. Oh, I started off last time. Why don't you start off this time? All right. This is Paul McCartney and Wings. Ooh-wee. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's so such a it like wouldn't lifeless be, like it's trying to be catchy and poppy and jaunty and it's like but it's failing. If it was just if if he was earlier Beatles and he was on just like an acoustic guitar for the background, but the weird Casio like all yeah, that stuff. It's super eighties sounds uh, like too much. It just uh, overproduced. It, it really either this or that song he did with Michael Jackson. Has got to, yeah, has got to be like the nadir point of Paul McCartney's life arc, you know, as an artist. Yeah, it's like a, if this is the low, the Mick this, Jagger, David Bowie equivalent would be the dancing in the streets. <laughs> yeah, this just this fucking song. I just uh, it, and that it's. They thought Paul this McCartney. was a good idea. If is the... <laughs> if this was like done by someone else, it would be a bad Christmas song. Yeah. What puts it on the worst is when you see it and you're like Paul McCartney and you're like, what? This this shit that sounds like someone figured out three notes in their fucking garage on a Casio keyboard and was like, I can write a hit fucking song. And then being England, like of course it became a hit song. No, it definitely you know? sounds like. Um, <laughs> but then it's that it's Paul McCartney. Is well, like, this is the thing is that it. it I, I get that because it does sound like something like Dr. Demento wrote. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sounds yeah. like someone who, like, this is parody or, like, cheap gag kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, novelty song. Yeah, novelty. That's it the word. It sounds like a goddamn novelty song, and it's fucking Paul McCartney. But I think it's the musicality that makes it sound like a novelty song, though. It, it's, like I said, the hook is kind of there. Wonderful Christmas time. Like, there's it, – it's it's – sing-songy and childish and all that. I'll mm. give it that. But if you had that with just an acoustic guitar, it'd be okay. It'd be okay, yeah. It would be okay. It wouldn't be great by any yeah. means. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be something you expect from Paul McCartney. No, but, but it would be okay. it would be forgettable. It'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's nice." And then and then the, easily that forgettable. That song plus the way they went musically, musically with it, with it is makes is odd. terrible and then Weird. the icing on the cake of that is right. that this is Paul McCartney yeah. it really just makes it like what the fuck I went wrong here okay 
There needs to be some attention to the story here, because there's some fucked up things going on in this Christmas song. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog and we begged her not to go. Best case scenario, this is Santa Claus committing vehicular manslaughter. Worst case scenario, you made up this huge story about how you let your dementia-ridden alcoholic grandmother, not on her medications, go out into the fucking cold and got hit by a car. Negligence is on your side at the very least it is a good question does rudolph have enough autonomy that he's the one charged with vehicular manslaughter no it would be santa or is it santa it's santa but she was run over by not the sleigh one of the reindeer i understand so that. is that reindeer individually responsible since they do no have a I, I think there there mm-hmm. there is a press talk there's precedent here um like not Maybe in modern times, before we had cars and stuff like that, I think if you did run over somebody else with your horses, you were the one that were actually uh, litigated against. They didn't try to litigate the horse. But if what if the horse was sentient, like self-aware like we are? Like, intel- like what if the horse, you know, talked and shit? Like what if the horse – what if Mr. Ed – if Mr. Ed runs over someone okay. – is he guilty of the vehicular manslaughter, or is Wilbur? Um, when Mr. Ed has a... <laughs> Terrible song. Terrible Terrible song. message. And really, really hokey. You know, that country hokey thing oh, yeah. that it they were doing like in Billy the 80s. Oh, yeah, it sounds like Billy should be singing it. Right. Yeah. Yo, the talking Billy fish Bass. Billy Bass, yeah, exactly. That, that yeah. is like that right there. Right, yeah. right. It's like if hee-haw is way too, like, subtle and nuanced for you, <laughs> then this may be the country music for you. Like, that's what that is. Okay, let's get on to the next one. All right. I don't think so, I can describe it any better yeah. than that. On the other hand... Great message, kind of. Terrible execution. Band-Aid, do they know it's Christmas? A bunch of famous for those for the younger listeners. Right. Bunch of, they got a bunch of different famous sync pop and rock singers uh, together to do a to do a, a song together. Then all the money would go to charity. Um, big from name too. Right? Yeah, big name. Like at the time, like the Sting from the Police. The Sting. The Sting. <laughs> the Bono. The Bonos. The Bono was in the there. Was in um, there. I forget who else. Oh, Boy George. Boy George. Yes, Boy George. Very was in there. prominent. Yes. The Boy George. It's such a cheesy song. Right. It is 
so cheesy. And like, it's it's a good cause. I respect them for Phil fucking Collins doing it. Phil Collins was on the drums. Phil right? Collins on the drums. Right. They got people who could do music. Oh no, like I said, it's famous musicians. It's right. not like just. It's not like it, the equivalent of like getting Paris Hilton. So the bar it's was like getting, pretty high for them to fucking faceplant that hard. Yeah, it is the most pandering piece of music I have ever heard. Good call. Also, a little like misguided too. In like it's like we're doing this song to raise money for the kids in Ethiopia, and it's like right. it's kind of an insulting song. Well, no, but this is the like, thing is that first kids off, who don't know this song, yes, the whole idea of this band aid was that they're gonna, gonna do this. Yeah, song, I said the money was going to charity. The money's gonna for go to charity for the famine happening in Ethiopia at the time, which yeah. is like a big story. New story, yeah. And so this yeah. is the cause that they're doing, and then. Yeah, so the song they're singing, Do They Even Know It's Christmas? Well, according to Wikipedia, Ethiopia, in general, the majority of the country apparently, converted to Christianity in the early 4th century. (laughs) Right. Making them one of the oldest Christian nations. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they know about Christmas. They call it Ghana. Uh, So, yeah, so kind of also very condescending to the people that you're uh, you're singing the song for, so it comes off very much as like you fucking idiots. So that and the fact that you hear it all the fucking time. Like I said, it's so just like the cheesiest pandering fluff music of 80s pop. It's one of those songs. That's what part of makes it so bad is musically is it's one of those songs where it just feels like air. Like there's no there's nothing there. It's just air. Yeah, so between being such a just a shitty piece of nothing music right and being condescending to the very people you're trying to raise awareness and and, and help for yeah, I think just puts it onto this worst list. Okay, so this one is one that is risque. This is a song called Backdoor Santa. But Clarence Carter is the first one he did. Clarence Carter became famous for his song Patches. Yeah. A soul 70s artist. I want to give a little bit of defense for the song itself. All right. Because when you listen to the original, it's actually it's a little tongue in cheek. It's a, it's an adult Christmas kind of thing. Like. Colada. 
you know that's like you're having a <laughs> with the soul thing like you're getting wine and dine with some fine cognac and then you go to the butt rock and you got a ruby colada in front of you <laughs> like that's just what I think of that's my, a bit, when I think of I mean, Bon Jovi. It's far. It's wow, too far. That's, it's a little that's dark. It's a little bit dark. <laughs> no Christmas. It's Overstimulation. Like... <laughs> I love the Clarence Carter. I'm but down with it. But that rendition. But that, when Bon Jovi did it, all the nuance and greatness that was it. Yeah. Went out the window. Uh, what we got next, Oklahoma? Okay. This one uh, is very much, I mean, the first two of mine were very sincerely done. Uh, this is a fucking novelty song, if there ever was one. Although, the sad fact is, I don't think the people who did the song really realized they were going to be a novelty. I'm sure we have a lot of young listeners. We're very, we're very hip. We're, we're hip. We're cool. We're popular in Japan. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm very... <laughs> a common thing, like with like kind of obscure bands, a lot of people will be like, oh, dude, they're huge in Japan. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so. Funky Funky Christmas. Funky Funky Christmas is... by the new kids on the block. Uh, for those who remember In Sync with Justin Timberlake, where he got his start, they were like that a decade earlier. You have a group of white boys yeah. who are already, you know, there is this cheesy boy band, manufactured pop music, you know, very like... But they're on Tiger Bop and they're on exactly. the top of the fucking world. Yeah. But the music is such, like, it's it's one step away from being novelty music itself. Oh, yeah. Then they're doing a Christmas song. Always, always a tricky proposition. Like, you gotta, it's... It's a hard sell. A lot of people yeah. go for that Christmas and they don't make it. No. And then... Are you saying that this Christmas album broke New Kids on the Block's career? Because that's an interesting hypothesis. No, I think age 25 broke <laughs> the New Kid on the, the Block. The Menudo rule. But yeah, so you have their shitty, shitty music, and then you add in the, they're trying to do an original Christmas song, and then it's these five doofy white kids, and it's like, we'll do, we'll have them do some rap. No, you but know, it is and then we'll have bad. It's, it, is it is just bad. terrible. Like there isn't any every mistake musical, that was made along the way that uh, could be made was any made. Genre that someone appreciates musically that will say this is good music. It's not like, "Oh, I'm just not that into rap music, so that's why I don't like this song." Everyone who's ever observed music <laughs> recognizes that this, this is, is a not bad song. good. Yeah, every... it's bad rapping. It's bad pop. It's bad everything. Yeah, it is the epitome of everything wrong. There's always you know things that are right and things that are wrong with a certain time, and that is the epitome of everything wrong with the goddamn early '90s. It just sums every kind of dumbass thing about it up. So we're gonna go on like the exact, the exact I think opposite spectrum 
of what you were talking about. I'm talking about a serious songwriter who brings something up that actually is a serious thing. This is actually something happening to people. But it's like, dude, you gotta ruin Christmas. Like, it's, it's a little too much. It's a little... The title is verbatim. Please, comma, daddy. In parentheses, don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> too late. Please, daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. So it's just really weird. And it, like, it's, this is not a bad song. That's the thing. It's a decent country song. But it's just, it, it's too much realism. It's too it's much. Dark. It's, it's dark. like, you can't square the two things. Like, it's not a bad song. It's actually a true, he's telling a story. You're, you're, you're a true musician here. You're not doing anything bad or wrong. But it's too much, that combination of the two. Like, you can't be, like, talking about getting too drunk this it's, Christmas. It's just it weird, is the, man. It is the musical musical equivalent of that person who you're having a conversation about something, about how much you all love, like, everybody loves this one particular thing, you know, uh, some, some food item or something. You know, and then that one person's like, yeah, they're great. You know, it's it's too bad that their you know company CEO sexually abuses. Oh, women you're throwing out Debbie Downer. The, yes, you're throwing it's, out Debbie it's Downer. It's that Debbie Downer thing of like they're right. Yeah. Like that person who brings up that like that who makes it real that you're having a conversation and then someone just gets real with it and it's like too real. It's yeah. too real and you're just like, well, goddamn it, they're right. But I really don't want to talk about it's unnecessarily <laughs> real. No, the fucking room. <laughs> like the Christmas thing is not the time to keep the alcoholism in the forefront. <laughs> I don't know if I have much more than that. <laughs> I think that's but I, for itself. I, I do think it is. It is interesting. Like you take the you take the lyrics off of that. You like you take a musical. You take that. You get an instrumental track of that without yeah. the vocals. You slap like Dolly Parton singing about you know uh, falling in love or something on that. It's a fucking country hit. Well, I was gonna like, say actually, that on the opposite thing, you take off all the music and you give that to Ira Glass and just tell the story. It's also fucking riveting. Oh yeah, this uh, is not something I was super aware of. But when I was looking into clips to finding the clips for these for my other selections for worst, of course it popped up other worst Christmas, and I came to this, and this is uh, just the audacity of the thing, making both my best and worst list. Lady Gaga with a song called Christmas Tree. <laughs> The only place you wanna be is underneath my Christmas tree. The only place you wanna be 
The song My Humps by Black Eyed Peas, but instead of instead of using the word my humps as a euphemism for it's uh, using Christmas a Christmas tree as the euphemism for her her singing. She's doing this sing-songy talk thing, and it's like knowing that like like her music is not necessarily my cup of tea. Like it's not what I listen to. Sure. But I mean, like you. But you, you respect her. Like I said, I you had that. I played that a little bit earlier. That you know, it was on my list. It was her on and, your best. Her and Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing the doing Baby It's Cold Outside. Right. She did a whole album with Tony Bennett. You and respect it's like, her. It sounds you fucking amazing. She's, She's a can good sing. musician. She is talented. And so it's again a little bit of that thing of like, wait, you made this shitty song. The music is just so poorly executed. It just sounds like it sounds like something they like wrote and recorded. Literally came up with the idea for it in the studio, wrote it, performed it, recorded it, and were done with it in like five minutes right. as some like throwaway thing. And then you add to that the layer of that it's like taking that like so just brain dead level of like it, we're trying to do innuendo but we can't even do that of that My Humps song by the Black Eyed Peas. Right, right. Um the dumbest person in the world trying to like do double entendres and you do that with christmas it's just kind of it's not like vulgar but it's just kind of lamely tasteless of where it's just like you're gonna be in your mother's house tone it down a bit what do you got for us okay Bring I'm, it on home. I, I'm gonna close her out oh man the title alone should be enough to like have it just be on the number one list of the worst ever. Zach Braff? No, it's worse. Talk. This one, it, well, and it, it is well. I, I want there to be clear as well. Like this isn't like, oh, we're making a joke about this. We're kind of glorifying it. Like this is actually worse. We're like this is bad. Like bad, bad. This is uh, bigotry. This is like really bad. All right, let's hear it. Santa Claus has got the A's this year. I guess what's a little disappointing. It's from Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. Tiptoe through the tulips. Yeah. Um, he had a little bit. I think a resurgent on. Um, SpongeBob, one of his songs with features. Oh, and it gets worse too because there's a version of this that I found where he's talking about how, like, he believes AIDS is. Real bigoted stuff. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer. The reindeer all look blue, they know what he's going through. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. He won't be... It's kind of the worst song ever, but it's Christmas themed as well. So it's like, it's got to be at the top of my list. 
that. That's bad. Bad. I mean, yeah, on all. And I will say all this. Levels. I will say this, like on the the musical level as well. I kind of dig the weird loungy thing. Like I kind of dig the let your freak flag fly, and it's why, it's, like I said, really disappointing that it's a Tiny Tim thing because I like some of his shit. Like I like. Tiptoe through the tulips. Yeah. I like the weirdness that he was bringing to that generation. This is really bad. It's very bad. This is the worst. It's maybe the worst song. Not only like Christmas, like the worst song it's up there. ever. Yeah. So it's the yeah. worst. Yeah. It is the worst. It is the worst. Ever. It's the worst Christmas song ever. Oh shit, we still have to do a half. We do have a half. Do you want to introduce this Oklahoma or shall I? I'll introduce it. Will you bring it up? Okay. So this is a song it makes the half for me now i don't know if you share this opinion but let me let me explain why this makes the half for me this is a traditional christmas song or i mean what we think of as i don't know if it's an actual like traditional like from way it's back a standard when, but it's a standard a lot of people have done it it's a standard it's been around for a long time we don't know who wrote it i mean me we personally me oklahoma kid and eric the Chubador, we're not googling this to find out who wrote it someone knows who wrote it it's actually two songs put together, I believe. I don't know if they were the first ones to put it together or if that's but it, it kinda plays like two songs. And these are shitty Christmas songs. This, especially one of them, it's Little Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth. And Little Drummer Boy for me is just kind of the most obnoxious, just stayed, boring of Christmas you know, songs. I laugh to disagree because I think I hate it. Little hate Drummer it. Boy is is an interesting song. We're we're for me. I wanted to have this on the list. The songs aren't terrible. The artists aren't terrible. That's why I was gonna say it's. That's why it's the half for me, because I hate these songs, and I don't even particularly want, like listening to this version. I don't really they care for this version. They do not knock it out of the park. But it should be a good song because this is being performed a duet between Bing Crosby and David Bowie, two but this fucking is the amazing artists. This is the problem, though. It, for me, you were talking about Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. She did all this shit with like Tony Bennett and that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. So like, I get the melding of the two worlds. I understand where they're going there, and yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. Get your young audience and your old audience. Oh, you're selling a shitload of records. Well, plus there's also something interesting musically in that idea of kind of bringing in this guy who's one of the like one of the faces of the old generation and the guy who's like one of the faces of the new generation you know the two of the best yeah. and melding them in like but we kind all, of we, accentuating the two different styles of the times but also what's in common of the that's times not what they're doing they're, I, well yeah, i'm just saying that's why it for should us as music appreciators yes we get that that's why it should but but the it does thing it does here mm-hmm it accentuates the fact that there's this huge disconnect. And there's really like They don't bridge what that gap. Bing is doing and what Bowie is doing would both be fine by themselves. In putting them together, it's just fucking weird and bad. Like it doesn't work. Like they're really trying to make it work and they have all the skill sets and all the things behind them. Yes. But they aren't it doesn't melt. A clarinet trying to do Glenn Campbell and a fucking violin that's doing Mozart. It's why are these happening at the same time? A clarinet doing Glenn Campbell. Like oh, I'm Southern, sorry, Glenn Miller. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like makes like, a lot more sense. <laughs> like Southern Knights on a on a clarinet. Like what? It makes a lot more sense when I actually mention the the, yeah. the, uh, the thing I was um, But yeah, Glenn Miller. Yeah. Where you you got one person on clarinet doing jazz and another person on the violin doing classical music. It's like, what's going on here? Like this doesn't match up. It isn't what, matching what, it. Yeah. What? what, what? Born king to see Our finest gifts we bring Can it be years from now perhaps we'll see it doesn't work. I can see what they're going for. That's why it's the half. It's two great artists, and I can see what they're going for. Exactly. They're trying to do something cool. They're trying to do Metallica performs with the symphony, melding these two things, and but it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, melding the, This melding of the two generations, it just doesn't pay off. And I will maintain the other thing. The other problem for me is I fucking hate Little Drummer Boy. Right. Little Drummer Boy is like just feels just like this like kind of very trite, not very. There's nothing interesting. There's nothing interesting musically going on to me to that song. It is boring. It's kind of plodding, um, but it's not somber. It's just it's just got no life to it. It is a yeah. dead fish of a yeah. piece of music. Mm-hmm. Having to listen to that whole song makes me feel the way that I'm sure like my my nephews feel when we're at Christmas and they've finished eating because we do our Christmas presents Christmas Eve, and it feels mm-hmm. like thing we we've they've finished eating and they're ready to start opening presents, but all of us adults are like still eating and drinking and talking and like having some conversation, you know, and really having a good time talking to each other and spending time with the family. But the kids just want us to get up from the table and go to the living room so we can open the presents. That's how I feel listening to that song is I'm just like, get it over with. So that's why I do not like that song. If it wasn't those two and the weirdness that happens there, it's pretty innocuous and it could go under the radar. It wouldn't be in the good or the bad category. It would just be kind of in that fucking blob. Yeah, if they did it just much more straight and didn't do that whole, like, him doing the counter melody with the piece on earth part, if it was just straight, regular, uh, just plain uh, duet of them doing Mm. Little Drummer Boy, it would be perfectly forgettable. It would be like, oh, that's kind of cool that they did that, but, I mean, I'm not really going to throw it on to my mix. Exactly. You know, but, hey, that's, that's kind of interesting. But the fact that it didn't land and that it's from, again, another one of these ones from someone like, this could have been awesome. Bing Crosby and Bowie together doing a Christmas. Like, that could have been so cool. Something could have come so magical out of this. And they it so and hard, And it did man. not. They it so hard. Like, not even close. And that just adds another, layer. like, layer to the bummer of this song. So that's that's why it's the half. Because it's like, it's not that it's as bad as the other songs on the list. Right. It's that it's such a it's failure. It's not a bad song. Structurally... And I would Conceptually, argue, it's not bad. I would it argue just that didn't add up. Each, each part, structurally, they're not doing bad things. Yeah, each it's the part, sum- they're doing cool stuff. It's the fact that they threw all that fucking shit together. That's what makes it so bad. Yeah. Like, 
And that's the reason it's the half. It's yeah. not just straight up. It's not that it's bad. It's that it's you had good parts, but the whole was not equal to the sum of the parts. I, I think we've explored this enough. I think we we have justified our decisions. We're gonna have a joiner, and then we're gonna do our very first shared outro. Whee! Let's hope it goes okay. Christmas spectacular. Fuck Zach Braff. Thanks, gang, for um, sticking with us this long. First Christmas special in the books. Very exciting. Next year, Kwanzaa. Just going to skip over the Hanukkah and just go straight to Kwanzaa. I feel like Hanukkah's a bit on the nose. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez, I just heard <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just heard that. <laughs> yeah. Glad you finally caught up with the gang. No, I was just going for like the absurdity of like, what's on the nose about Hanukkah? Like, just, like, yeah. that, that's not a thing that can have that quality. But yeah, then, then, I, then, I, said then I said it out loud and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. It's like it's like when I it's like when I said all super villains don't don't villain on the Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, pretzels would like to apologize to the Jewish community. Uh, Eli Weissel. Richard. <laughs> All right, Christmas holiday okay. extravaganza. So, please gonna fuck Zach Braff on Christmas. The season of sharing. <laughs> we tied up very first time ever in a lightning round. A Christmas so, miracle. So we are going to share our outro. Yes, we are. Now, that being said, this is really uh, spearheaded by Oklahoma. Well, first Earth. we should... Uh, do you need to do your fine print first? Let me do the fine print. Okay. So uh, here we go. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast is a Gadzooks and Nerd production. That's Gadzooks, G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S. You can find us on the web at gadzooksandnerd.com slash meow. Yes, I said meow, M-E-O-W. If you like the music, you can find more at gadzooksandnerd.com slash fields. That's fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast and its content are, except of course for the steal this joke joke, the wholly owned and copyrighted property of Gadzooks and Nerd. So don't go stealing any of it, except of course for the steal this joke joke. And if you do, please send it back to us or we'll have to sick big pretzel on you any works products concepts or otherwise intellectual property not owned by gadzooks and nerd mentioned or discussed in the nerd obscure podcast are done so under fair use for the purposes of commentary critique and obviously comedy so please don't sue us because we can't actually sick big pretzel on anyone the views ideas opinions and beliefs expressed in the nerd obscure podcast are solely those of its creators which is to say your esteemed host eric the troubadour and me the oklahoma kid and do not represent the views opinions or beliefs of any individual or entity named referenced or alluded to in this podcast 
podcast, including, but not limited to, the Yule Logs. You can check them out at yulelogsmusic.com, and you should. Leonard Nimoy, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and its parent companies. The Buggles, Hershey's Chocolate and its parent companies. Miss Piggy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, my wife and her parent companies, the great state of Oklahoma, and of course, all cats everywhere on the internet. Hail Cthulhu. Okay, so, um... We should do, like, you know, the typical, you know, you're always like, whatever you want to do, rate and review. We should do that stuff. So, uh, thank you so much for continuing with us throughout this holiday, um, taking time to listen to us. Any way you can support us, um, any kind of comment, rate, review, tell your friends, start a Patreon, whatever you can do to help this keep on rolling we're having i'm having a blast i don't know about you oklahoma but oh yeah it's 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 too much fun um and it's it's, it's like i said the, the figuring out what to do for this coming up with ideas for this podcast has become what i do at work all day so right it's definitely making my my uh, time go a little faster so and it's 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 great to do it for the love of the game, but if we had a few uh, ducats in our pockets and, you know, Daddy could get himself a soundboard. Oh, man. Please do not give us any money. I do not want him to have a soundboard. <laughs> Are you telling me that you couldn't do some upping the production value? Oh, if there's we some things we could up the production money. value, but yeah. yeah, getting you a soundboard is not one. Well, okay. I don't think that that's that's a lateral move. At How about this? How uh, Merry Christmas to you, lukewarm, and a very warm Christmas to all of you. A very lukewarm Christmas <laughs> to all of you with your loved ones. And we, we mean loved ones because yeah. it's a lukewarm Christmas. Also, another one, just like we talked about the uh, the Yule Logs, Yule Log Music, Yulogmusic.com. Guys doing something really cool with, with Christmas music. Um, your kids will love it. Trust me. A lukewarm Christmas as my list of best <clears throat> Christmas songs. And uh, whatever, whether, you're, whether Christmas is your thing or it's uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, is Denali? Denali is the uh, Hindu one. Sure. Uh, festival, a festival of lights, I believe, is what it, it is. Uh, Tet, Ramadan, whatever you think. Happy is. holidays. A happy holidays to you, from us to you. We hope it's a good one for you, and that. Uh, Hail Cthulhu. Hail Cthulhu. I think that's the biggest. As we, we ring in the new year. Yeah. So. Because he's the one that brought you all those fucking gifts. He is so. the one who brought you all those gifts. You want to talk about someone who's got the ability. Right. A fat guy in a sleigh with a bunch of reindeer. Or Cthulhu who has a fifth dimensional, multiple arms. A, min, a multi-dimensional mini-armed god. Who do you think really gets that done? Right. Um, so uh, I thought a great way to go out would be to read a, a uh, holiday story I found. It's actually... Because uh, we know that there are pagan roots, you know there was has been winter solstice. Sure. Every you know all these different cultures have a winter holiday. Sure. Even the pagans they had a winter solstice. So the idea of a winter holiday is, goes way back, way deep, way across the globe. Uh, so this is actually a really interesting story I found, that is an old Saxon tale, old Germanic tale. I feel like it loses something in the translation. So I want to read it in its original German. And this is where it fits perfectly. We we tied. We tied, so, so we're gonna share it. I get it. to do the translation. Eric is gonna translate, so we can all there enjoy 
this holiday tale. It's gonna be great. All right, <clears throat> here we go. Blake Thorne ist ein Engine-Builder, self-made Millionaire, der Bodybuilding ergänzungen und ausstrengt für Kraft die sein Build Dragon. Ein Tages, warend er Ruckstickstoss, Paintball, spielt weird er von der Polizei Anger Griffin. Er weird in ein Eichkaufsen-Zentrum, gigant wo er sich versteckt, in dem Erwin Weihnachtsmax-Nox-Kostum ansetzt. Er rüschet ein Mollraschen hinternutter und der Polizei in Etkommen und schlacht sich den Kopf was so ein Amnesia fjord. Von Lenny als Wittenstmachmann im Eichkaufsen-Zentrum verwäschten soll, beginnt Blake zu denken, dass er wirklich der well, Nachtman's beast. Their buzz wizen schlafter, Ebner Frost, Ed Begley Jr. Versucht their wheel, ein Wassenhaus zu Ubernehmen und zugag zu den darunter legenden magischen Kristallin zu erhalten. Schlecht sein Sergeant Loss, um es zu zerstorten, nachdem Blake Jerdock Herofs Ginfunden hat das er als Weinachtman zu einem besseren Menschen geworden ist und Frost das gleiche Wassenhaus zerstorten will, indem er aufgewaschen ist, gelingt es him, die Kinder zu retten. Frost und sein Handlanger werden fest gentlemen, aber das Wassenhaus weird aufgrund der Uber their crystal their sword so that's Blake CNA Villa als Noes zoo house for the Wassenkinder offnet okay so Alondra a visit con equipe un comic sur le mirage dans le journal et Nori un amour non portal pour son Cali Jasper Blue Crazy Noel elle est informée que Jasper est fiant à un autre Cali et sa vie parce que à Los Angeles la villégation de bande annonce Amanda Wood vient de se séparer de son petit ami Andefel étant et vous l'oubliez grâce à un web de change de maison Amanda change impulsivement son menoir contre le chalet de Harry à souhait pour les vacances pendant son jour à Souris Amanda raconte le frère d'Harry et éditeur de livre Garam et il tombe amour l'un de l'autre pendant ce temps Harry raconte son nouveau voisin D'accord, le sonatrice de 911 qui la retrouve son ami de soi et le comporteur de défend mille dont elle tombe amoureuse. Feliz Navidad and to all a good night.